Episode 3, Fairy Tales for Grown-Ups. Hi! Welcome to Reaction Shots. Uh, this month's episode is about fairy tales for grown-ups, but before we get into that, we're going to introduce ourselves. I am joined by Michael Huber. Hello, I work for uh, Easy Allies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here uh, a little over a year now. Yeah. And uh, I am not qualified to talk about films in, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, same. You're doing it. You're just doing it anyway. <laughs> and we're joined by Daniel Hayden. Hi. Uh, yeah, that's my name is Daniel Hayden. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't uh, said that weird. I don't know. Like, yeah, I went to school at UT in Austin. You were six in Austin for film. And I work at Viacom right now as Sweet. an editor. So that's why I'm fucking... The man to talk about stuff. <laughs> and I don't know. I just like movies. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're in the right place. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Ian. I love movies, too. Uh, so we're g- starting off the show this month with a new segment called What Have You Liked Recently? This can be about movies, TV, miniseries, short films, YouTube video that's artistically done, whatever. Just a certain, just like the way the light hit a flower somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, if it was cinematic, we could talk about it. Uh, Huber, do you have one? You want to start us off? Sure, yeah. Uh, so mine's about a TV show, because the only movies I've, I've seen we've talked about, we did Wonder Woman and uh, Prometheus. Uh, aliens, Alien Covenant. Aliens Corvenant. Aliens Corvenant, Prometheus 2. Trainwreck in Space. Alien Minus 2. Whatever you want to call it. Seen it. Oh, heard, it's so bad. I've heard told about it's Prometheus so 2, bad, We gave it dude. one and a half thumbs out of four, I <laughs> think. Out of four. One and a half xenomorphs out of I think it was one thumb out of four. <laughs> I, I talked you into a half oh, of them. Oh, okay. He talked yeah. you into a half. Uh, so, TV. Uh, this is unexpected. Because <gasps> I don't... <laughs> I wish. It's off, off the air right now. Oh, uh, okay. I don't particularly... Talk about comedies very often. Oh, I don't even think you've ever heard me he talk about comedies. a comedy. No, yeah. yeah, you don't like comedy. Uh, I started watching Silicon Valley. Oh my god, oh, that's a good show. Everybody's talking about this show, and everybody's talking about. It. Yeah, I'm. I'm like almost caught up now. I've been binging, you know, the first four seasons, and I'm. I'm really close to catching up, and I'm. I love it. I love the show so much. What do you like about it? Uh, it's well, it's a 30 minute show, which is really nice and I, I feel like rare these days everything is you know yeah, it's a little digestible thing. exactly yeah. so uh a morsel you know people give me a hard time i have like my eating shows and that's that's not a, <laughs> that's not a eating. slight that's, that's not awesome. a disrespect it's like some shows are suited for you know oh i thought you meant you like shows where people are eating and talking oh about like <laughs> like chopped yeah. or something yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, oh interesting <laughs> no i i have i have shows where uh that, are for that the when i eat you, yeah. exactly when i eat lunch or, or dinner or something i it's I affecting throw it on. Time. who knows whatever exactly so, yeah so so silicon valley is like you know 30 minute episodes and it's I, it's from Mike Judge, which is a big selling point because I love Beavis and Butthead. I love Office Space. You know, I don't like right. a lot of comedies, but I, I yeah. feel like I love everything he does. Yeah. Uh, and it's just got great, likable, relatable characters. You know, they work in Silicon Valley. They do a startup. It's like, you know, shades of easy allies in there. Just yeah, yeah. people starting their own thing and following their dream and. See, it's funny because I've I've not watched it for that reason. Oh, like it's, okay. it feels too close to yeah. home. Like I don't, I'm not no. interested because it's so similar. But mm-hmm. like, so many people are into it. Yeah, like yeah. good friends of mine just like recommend it all the time. And I'm like, I don't want to. It's really well written. Maybe it, I should. It, it feels yeah. realistic. Yeah. Um, 
the end of the first season has like one really good joke that like sold me on like the whole thing for like a while. <laughs> That's a powerful joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, damn. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to say about Silicon Valley? No, just uh, easy, easy watch. Yeah. Low stakes. Uh, comforting, comforting, easy show to watch. Great. Yeah. Daniel, what have you liked recently? All right, I'm throwing two at you. Great. Throwing two your way. One Throw of them, them is John Wick. A part two. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, so good. Man, we could do a whole episode two. talk about John Wick Chapter Two. I've yes. seen it, like you know, in theaters. I just watched it recently. It was so good. It was amazing. Anyway, was it super yeah. loud at home too? Uh, yeah, definitely. I had to like. It was like know, painful in theaters. I had to adjust the volume sometimes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You hit finger on the trigger, like down, yeah, exactly. up, like, yeah, down. The problem with those is when too, <laughs> the dialogue seems like real quiet yeah. for some yeah. reason. It's like okay, you're gonna make it loud. That's fine, but come yeah. on, mix up yeah. that dialogue yeah. a little bit. You know, yeah. dynamic range is great in the theater, mm-hmm. yeah. not great at home. No, they don't do they don't do home video mixes. I yeah, think, very often. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I wonder if anybody's ever done sweet. that remixed a movie for the 20 home bucks like, says james cameron has done it probably oh, for sure and <laughs> if anybody the, yeah <laughs> there was like a height of dvd for a while when mm. that that was like the big when home video was like you know yeah. really going i feel like there was a couple yeah like some like 2002 era yeah you know? yeah i bet you're right we well, were... the selling point of blu-ray was the highest picture quality yeah. and sound yeah. we, we were uh, we were freaking out on one of my streams the other day we we're talking about games we want to see and we were talking about a John Wick game. Oh my god! From Remedy, the people who did Max Payne and Quantum oh, Break, so yeah. they're like really good with combat. And we were just imagining what a AAA <laughs> John Wick third-person shooting game would look like, and just like kush, 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 like shooting everyone. The super hot people to do. Yeah. Oh. I heard the VR game god. was like, eh. oh, it was mm. just man. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I've heard that, but I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's great. Maybe it was fantastic. The yeah. only problem with John Wick 2 is not enough of this. This is like my favorite thing was how we oh, shoot the gun like this. Yeah, he held his, his elbow, elbow up. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it was so good, though. The, I love the it. action scenes were so long. Yeah. It was insanely long. It was, it was so good. It And I, I it, it increased the world building. Like I mean, we talked about that in the first episode of this right. show, but like... Yeah, the world building of that is just bonkers. I love it. And then it. it's like so just like setting the scene for like that. If there's a sequel, that's oh, going to yeah. be fucking world building city. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ruby Rose is her name. Yeah. Ruby oh, Rose. I hope she lived. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool if she lived. And Common. Common well, was so cool. Because they set her up cool. so hardcore and then it just kind yeah. of peters out. Yeah. Yeah. Into, in, that's d- a common this, thing. With in that. this day and age, if I don't see the kill confirmed right. on camera. Well, especially right. in a movie about like confirmed kills. Yeah. Like John Wick right. always confirmed. Yes, terms of kills. So exactly. if he didn't, it's conspicuous. Very. Right. Yeah. They, anytime there's like kind of like a stunt person they throw in, like obviously she's not like a fighter or something like that. She's just like, where is she coming? She's an orange is the new black. Where'd she she come was from a, I think a model before that. Right. But she's, so it's kind Known of like. Known for her like androgynous style. Right. But then like, you know, I know like Ronda Rousey or like, uh, what's her name? Gina Carano. Yeah. Like the Fast and Furious movies. Haywire. Yeah. But they like put in the Fast and Furious movies and they're just like kind of in there a little bit, you yeah. know? That's kind of like that. Haywire. Kind of I love Haywire is good. I love Haywire. Haywire. It's good. I don't know. I I hoped it would be better. I thought it would be a little bit better. And I think that Steven Soderbergh, his like little flat visual style he's got going on these days with his cinematography does. is like, it's not totally great for like an action movie, you know? That's a good point. John Wick, them colors, they pop. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. They it does. It does. And it strokes. Different strokes. It helps the motion stand out from the background. Yeah. It's it's a good point, just on a basic level. But her fighting in it is so cool oh, that she's amazing. so actually good at fighting. I yeah. just love it because of her. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, anyway. it's great. What was number two? 
Number two was is a movie. Is this that dumb? Or you probably won't even know what I'm talking about. This movie called War on Everyone Whoa. that uh, is on Netflix. It just came out on Netflix. It's John Michael McDonough's new movie. You guys know John Michael McDonough? No. Sounds familiar. Who is that? So you know Martin McDonough, probably in Bruges. The movie yeah. In yeah. Bruges. yeah. Okay, that's why I was thinking. I was Martin like, McDonough, yeah, uh, his brother, John Michael McDonough, made this movie The Guard. Oh, Brendan I love Gleason. The Guard. Yeah, and then you also made this movie called Calvary, also with Brendan Which I have Gleason, not seen. Which is good, but not like a comedy, really. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So this is like an action comedy, sort of, with like Michael oh, Pena and whoa. Alexander Sarsgaard? Skarsgård? What is yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whatever his we name all, is. According to name? my Norwegian friend, we say I'm all wrong, so yeah. like whatever. Sure. Yeah. And they're just like these, they're like corrupt cops in Albuquerque, but like uh, they're also, you root for them. And it's just funny and fun. That sounds kind of good, actually. Yeah. Very mediocre reviews when it came out, so mm. maybe you won't like it, but I was <laughs> very pleased. Hey. No judgments. Yeah. yeah. No judgments here no. unless it's Alien Covenant. So I've been that movie is crazy. trash. I've been trying to get everyone to, because people have even heard of it. So I'm like, go see War on Everyone. It's on Netflix. You want War on Everyone. Watch War on Everyone. Yeah. It's free it's if up. you already pay for it. Yeah. There you go. You're already paying for it. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> go watch that. And then watch In Bruges because it's freaking great. Yeah. God, I love it. I had a hot take against Alan. Previous guest, Alan. Previous was, guest, Alan. Was talking to, uh, you know, mutual friend. And like I was like, I prefer John Michael McDonough to Martin McDonough. He was like, <gasps> That's right, I do. Take Did he that. do seven seconds? No, I take love take the that. guard and Calvary. Yes, I've seen thank you. The guard is amazing. amazing, but yeah. In Bruges is amazing. In Bruges is amazing. Seven Psychopaths is not as good. Not as good, but love still fun. It's still yeah, it's I still had very fun. fun. Yeah, I like it definitely. But I just think the guard is like Tom Waits is in it. I just love how the guard is like it's like surprising but kind of comforting it's like i don't know there's something the very, guard yeah has very, like very witty you know in bruges i'd say has that same feeling yeah it does it's like comfortable to watch it mm. feels good to watch yeah it's just in like a very a little, strange way it's like a little bit more like uh arrogant i feel like martin mcdonough's movies like yeah i can see that uh, anyway that's just is it true that martin mcdonough wrote like all of these amazing things in like two weeks in a cabin like pillow uh, man and all these other things like probably. he just wrote them all Probably. Like a bunch of plays and like four features. It's just like, who are you, dude? Yeah, it's probably some asshole who can just fucking <laughs> probably <laughs> just did all that out. stuff. That's yeah. why I like Stephen King so much because I feel like he struggles. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, yeah I know. he's like me. Yeah, he's the common man. He's like oh, the common <laughs> man. Yeah. We can blue collar Stephen <laughs> King. Relate to him, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and uh, what I've re- recently enjoyed recently uh, a couple of shows. I've been going through Twelve Monkeys. They did the oh, like the show. Yeah, the twelve the show. It. They did uh, the they did the binge season on mm-hmm. sci fi, so the entire binge season three came season? out over the course of like one or two or three days. Uh, I've got two episodes left. Nice. Oh, really? And I'm really liking it. Cool. I think one of my teachers may have directed an episode of that. I'm not oh, really? sure. Yeah. It's like my only wow. famous person I've ever been involved with. <laughs> she wrote Queen Sugar and then Oh, okay. Uh, the other show I've been watching recently that I'm really loving, besides Twin Peaks, but I'm an episode behind right now, so no, nobody's saying anything, no is spoilers. Uh, American Gods. I'm really liking it. I'm also into American Gods. Nice. I like it a lot, but I'm on the episode... Wait, what episode are you on? I'm current. Okay, well, I'm only on the episode where... Wait, can I do spoilers on anything? Uh, cool? yeah. American Gods spoilers until my hand goes down. <laughs> where, um, you know, they sort of explain, like, his wife's situation. And, yeah. Like, what should, that's the flashback episode? Yeah, the flashback yeah. episode. Yeah. I'm in the middle of that episode. It's yeah. very good. But the, I'm, like, we, That a episode weeks, ends strong. I'm, like, a couple weeks behind American Gods. I'm yeah, not, yeah, like, yeah. right on top that, of it. That episode uh, is the only... Maybe the only positive example of a thing that I don't like in shows, generally, where two, where two episodes end the same way. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. This is the like only, that's the only episode that does that that I didn't hate. 
Yeah. For nice. doing that. Nice. I just liked her that she's like a, a like a regular person character. Like she's like a human I can relate to. Yeah. Whereas everyone else on that show has yeah. been just like these very heightened characters. Yeah. Well, you know? you know, they're gods. Well, yeah. Uh, I love the cinematography of that show. The colors oh, are bonkers. Yeah. The yeah. slow-mo looks really good. Yeah. The writing is like generally pretty good. Generally pretty Vincenzo good. Natali, uh, the guy who directed oh, really? Cube and yeah. Splice, directed yeah. either yeah. that episode or the episode after it, oh. I think. Because uh, it's Brian Fuller, right? Brian. What? Brian yeah, Fuller. Brian Fuller's yeah. all about Because Natali did it. some Hannibals. Yeah. And what's the guy who did Hard Candy and like 30 Days of Night? He directed the pilot and stuff. David oh, okay. Slade. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds right. Yeah. 30 Days of Night has one amazing shot in it that that is one <laughs> that well i mean like i didn't hate that movie i, I got kind of panned but like i'm a josh hartnett fan <laughs> that love him he's love not bad i don't hate him love him yeah dude penny dreadful but there's Wait, that that overhead dreadful. shot uh in 30 days of night is really good uh and then uh movie wise wonder woman we did a uh spoiler cast of that so check that out uh so I we talked at length yet, no on spoilers. that we're not going to talk about it at all but i did see a movie called the lure which is oh, a is that the mermaid movie? it's a it's a mermaid mm. musical horror mm-hmm. movie that's a mermaid horror musical day. yeah probably is the order i would say that a polish good? mermaid horror musical i guess you're describing things that are good so you i'm describing things it. that i liked recently yeah. whether or not they're good is up to every every single person on this earth individually but um uh it's pretty bonkers it's real weird it's got like a bunch of nudity in it like, directed by a woman yeah, it's, a female uh, director, right? it's her debut so uh, what I want to see then too, that's like kind of come around the same time. Other female directors that movie Raw. Oh, I good. heard that you mm. wanted to see that. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to see it with Ian. Yeah, they were they were giving out uh, the gimmick was they were giving out like vomit bags because <laughs> it's like so disturbing. <laughs> right. I also liked that. Like I read an interview with the director and she was like kind of arrogant. And I was like, yeah, we need like there needs to be like a yeah. female like Quentin Tarantino. We need Tarantino, like the female like, Michael Haneke. Yeah, someone who's like kind of an asshole, but like yeah. they are really good. But they've like, earned oh, it. God damn it. Yeah. Like you see an interview and then you see their movie and you're like, mm, yeah, you, you've earned it. Instead yeah. of like you can a, be a humble, piece of trash. intelligent, well, it's like she's yeah. just a fucking asshole woman, but it's very good. Yeah. Is what her what's her name from the Bad Batch? Is she like? Have you read had her any interviews I, with her? What's she like? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen the know. girl walks home alone. I, I like it. the girl walks home alone. I heard Bad Batch is visually cool, but not as good as Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Yeah, but I do like that whole thing where they fucking cut her arm off, then eat it, and then let her into the gang or whatever. I'm like, yes, that's in I'm Bad in. Batch. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, that's like what's on the poster. She's missing an arm on the I poster. Mean, I, haven't, so. I haven't seen literally anything. I just heard the name and saw that it was by uh, Ananapur. What's her last name? I can't Amirpur, remember. Amirpur, is that Amirpur? right? Amirpur, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, I'm just bad at remembering names. But yeah, the lure is nuts. Uh, very visually bizarre, weird musical. Crazy. The music? Because a musical, that's hit or miss. What the songs are about. Uh, the music is generally good. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird movie. If you're into a weird time, watch The Lure. It's <laughs> gonna be in the right mood. Yeah, if you're I'm in a weird mood, weird. If you if you get home and you're saying I feel weird, segue into into Borgman a little bit. If yeah. Borgman is say here, where's The Lure in terms of weirdness above or below? Oh God, there's so different kinds of weird. See, okay. to me, Borgman is like. Upstream it's not color, that, like it's arti- not that artistic. Weird. Yeah, Borgman's not that. The lure weird, but is I'm trying weirder. To get some context, the it's weirder. Listen, Borgman is like grounded weird. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Borgman is like deep, unsettling weird. The lure is like, this is fun and very, and I don't exactly know like who are. Th- Wait, I don't know who three of these you characters are. It was are. like this type of weird. Like what? The lure is like what type of weird? You said just crazy weird. Just crazy weird. What about yeah. Southland Tales? Is a weird. 
Southland little... Tales is garbage. That's like a little... I am a Southland Tales I didn't think we were talking about that today. <laughs> wow. Southland Tales. Oh. <laughs> we got there. Tales. I woke up today to not think I mentioned no, Southland Tales. we got there. <laughs> the moment after I saw Southland Tales, I was like, <laughs> never again. I hope. Oh, man. Southland Tales. I own it on Blu-ray. Uh, it's wow. no big deal. I'm not like a huge fan of it. I just remember thinking, like, there's something likable about this movie, but it doesn't make any sense. It's terrible. Yeah. But I was just like, there's the, just something the end inviting about it. The end credits? Because it's over. <laughs> oh. 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 No, yeah, I see what you're saying. It definitely has some kind of, like, that was je ne sais quoi. Is when we all thought Richard Kelly wouldn't just become whatever he does now. I don't even know what, what he does. What does he do it. now? Just a nosedive into obscurity. I don't know. <laughs> Supposedly got movies getting set up. His cinematographer is like the head of the cinematography guild now. Whoa. So maybe I don't know. Southland Tales, great movie, looks great. Love yeah, it. Yeah, great cinematography. In this <laughs> great cinematography. Sure. Best best cinematography. Anyway, yeah. uh speaking of segueing into Borgman, let's Borgman. let's segue into this month's topic. Borgman. Fairy tales for grown ups. It's Borgman. It's I know it is. Borgman. But I'm saying maybe it's partially on purpose that it's Borgman or is it Borgman that you're like <gasps> You know, the 1980s maybe. sci-fi yeah. thriller. It could be Borgman. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like or an a Star of Trek sign up, uh, spinoff, Locutus of Borgman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna start this off. Uh, a patron uh, named Samuel Cardwell pointed me in the direction of Tolkien's On Fairy Stories, mm. uh, which has a lot of great tidbits in it. I didn't read the entire thing, but uh, it was it was pretty good. Uh, but this quote, which is in the first paragraph, really struck me. Uh, it, this is Tolkien talking now, he says, And overbold I may be accounted, for though I have been a lover of fairy stories since I learned to read, and have at times thought about them, I have not studied them professionally. I have been hardly more than a wandering explorer, or trespasser, in the land, full of wonder, but not of information. I think full of wonder, but not of information, might have just become my life motto. Cause I like your performance. Seriously, of that quote. That's, that's, yeah. Well, Tolkien. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. you kind of have to read it like a nutcase. If yeah. You're, not a not a bad nutcase, a good nutcase. Whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, we're talking about fairy tales for grownups. What was interesting? You talk about like Tolkien or whatever. Like, I'm like a fucking Tolkien scholar. Like, yeah. but it's interesting. You are, was, as far as I know. Because I was just thinking about this topic. Did I was you like, like the Hobbit movies? I did not like the Hobbit movies. No. I love Lord of the Rings, though. Yeah. So what anyway, about the extended editions for of the Lord of the Rings for the Hobbits, because <laughs> they Better really, they really start to, they really start to. What about part two? <laughs> Desolation of Smog. That's the only one I've seen. Part two is the one where I started to be like, this is stupid. All I'm right. tired. Like the first one, I hated it. Then I rewatched it like a year or two later or something. I was like, this isn't that bad. This mm-hmm. is fine. So I watched the second one after, and I was like, no. I no, came no, in no, on no. two. No, 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 no. And I was like, that dragon was kind of fun. Comparing so it to oh, so comparing stupid. it to the book or comparing it to Lord of the Rings, it's yeah, not I like good. The book. Yeah. But as a, as its own thing, I do I do enjoy it quite it's a bit. Just so it's like, it's I, like I really like Martin Freeman in it. But I it's like how so not to likeable. write a movie like one hundred and one. It's like so many unnecessary. Yeah. Well, it's the, Jackson unhinged. Because yeah. you think about like the Lord He's, of the Rings movies, and you're like, how is it so tight? How is it such a check Jackson? Ran high off the lovely bones and just <laughs> going straight bones. into the <laughs> Kong. That movie that swept the Oscars Ooh. that year and took the world by storm, the lovely bones. Oh. Hey, Stanley Tucci in that, though. Boy. 
That movie, Very uh, Trivia about the Lovely Bones, it was originally going to have Ryan uh, Gosling as the dad. And he was gained a bunch of weight to try to be like, I can play older. But they said no. So they would cast Marky Mark instead. Dang. Did he gain the weight and then they said no? Or he said, Maybe I he could said, gain I the can weight. gain weight. I don't know. Probably. Wow. The, the latter. The Lovely Bones. It's on Netflix, too. I'm just, I work for Netflix, apparently. <laughs> Whoa, Netflix, too. Uh, no, I'm saying the lovely like bones a, of Woo. The better is the version. Only starting certain my own. people can know about Netflix, <laughs> I'm too. Don't my talk own about Netflix. it. Don't talk about it. Shh, shh, Oh, yeah, but I was going to say, because, oh, like, yeah, what? Tolkien, uh, I was wondering about, like, you know, I was thinking, like, are the Lord of the Rings fairy tales? And I was like, no, they're not, because they're, like, fantasy, I guess? Yeah. As opposed to, like... I think a fairy tale ostensibly has to kind of take place in our reality. Yeah, that's what I settled on. Well... I settled on the idea. Just let me bust this out here. You can yeah, deny it or whatever. Out. That like, <laughs> that like, uh, it's supposed to be like the real world, and then like there's something beneath the real world that like none of us usually see. Mm. You know. Yeah. And so it's like always set in like a regular reality, and then you like learn about something hidden behind stuff. Was so like, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly. It's a fairy tale. Exactly. First one. That's then yeah. that's part of my question. They're... I'm like, wait. So is like Dracula? Is that a fairy tale? Was Frankenstein a fairy tale? Like you know. And I started thinking, no, because... They're horror. Well, yeah. But then a lot then, of fairy tales have horror elements. But I was thinking the we'll difference get into. is Genre like is a Frankenstein. Well, because you're saying, you know, that like a vampire, you have thirst or whatever that you were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah. Right? And so like that like Frankenstein, maybe because it's about science, isn't a fairy tale. Maybe that's the difference. I don't know. We'll get into it. We'll get into this it. This episode of... <laughs> Reaction, Reaction show. Show. The Easy Alice movie podcast. <laughs> not Good promo to, there. I'm, sorry, I'm not talking to you. The mic totally fine. Here, no, so. that it's it's... It's an understanding. It okay. is because okay. I, I always look around because I like like making eye contact with everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then everyone's like, "Yeah, we can't hear you." That's why I put so you on please, that end yeah. so that you can see everyone. Exactly. So nice. do, don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> but for real, don't look at him. It's not safe. <laughs> not don't look long. him in the eyes. Don't look me long. in the eyes. He's a Borgman. You have yeah. no idea what happened. He's happen. a Borgman. Yo, <laughs> if you if you look at me too much, you'll go home tonight and watch The Hobbit. Oh God, that's your, that's your Borgman, and you'll is, love it. Yeah, that's you'll your Borgman love it. is a hypnotizing me into loving the Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just I, I like to start these off with we won't we won't necessarily talk about all these, but I just like to list a few examples, great, mm. or a bunch of examples uh, of examples of uh, fairy tales for grown-ups. Borgman, Pan's Labyrinth, Suspiria, City of Lost Children, The Fall, Black Swan, Sleepy Hollow, The Lobster, The Crow, Beasts of the Southern oh, Wild, Slumdog Millionaire, Hannah, The Princess Bride, Labyrinth. Hannah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Edward Scissorhands, Moonrise Kingdom, Dark Crystal, Big Fish, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Big Fish. Yeah. We'll probably mostly focus on Borgman, Princess Fantastic Bride, Mr. Pan's Fox. Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, do animated movies? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, a lot Fantastic of... Fantastic Mr. Fox is almost just like a regular story. It's just yeah, they happen to be happen foxes. Happen to be, yeah. Well, uh, a lot of people mentioned Miyazaki again. I think that mm. fairy tale kind of themes run through his stuff too. You know, mm-hmm. Miyazaki is just genre defining, genre yeah, yeah. breaking. Just well, he is everything. Genres on the whole are you know construct whatever. Try a lot. I'm gonna whisper. Quiet. I've never seen a Miyazaki movie. I'm gonna say it very quietly. I've never seen a Miyazaki movie. <laughs> Any of them? No. Whoa. No. Have, Not even Castle have, of Cugliostro. No. You have like. <laughs> The you have a buried treasure <laughs> waiting to be opened. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. what what? It's just gonna be a happy day. What's wow. the best entry level like first? Yeah, what's Miyazaki? Howl's Castle. Castle is like pretty awesome intro, I think, or Totoro or Princess Mononoke, but it's Princess too long. Mononoke. Spirited Away. Mm. Spirited Away. It gets it's pretty weird and yeah. dark though. 
Castle House of Moving Castle, Castle, I think, is House of Moving Castle is pretty good, great. Yeah. Castle of Cogliostro might be too, because it's just pr- pretty much fun. It's a Lupin the Third mm-hmm. spinoff. Might mm-hmm. mean anything? No, I don't know if that means anything to you. Means plenty. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, maybe just Nino Cooney. Just fire that up. Play yeah. That. Zip a little Nino Cooney in there. Uh, all right, Borgman. What was the point of that? What the hell is this movie about? This guy's a demon. <sighs> You think? Stri- like, demon. that was what I took away. I thought Aubrey... I was like, this guy is a demon. He is, you know, leeching off of these these people, like, yeah. tapping into their mm. their vices. Let me, let me summarize the movie again real quick, just mm-hmm. so everyone's on a similar page. Uh, movie opens, Borgman and his little cohorts emerge from the ground. Uh, from the ground. Being from hell. From the ground. They're, they're running, like, they're being chased away. So it's like the end of a... One of the one of the potential. I was wrestling with three different topics. I wanted episode. to know what happened prologue. before. Me too. Also. Well, that's. Yeah. I want to see what that. Because a priest. I love that right. they use a priest in yeah. there to set up like. Like that's some, how crazy up. he is. That yeah. like a priest is upset with him with a shotgun. Priest and a shotgun. Yeah. Priest and a shotgun. Hard to say no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but one of the other themes I was thinking about for this episode, but I think it would just prove to be too hard, and the conversation might not be interesting. Was uh, the end is the beginning, which would be movies that start at the end oh, of a previous right. adventure. Yeah. So like a lot of uh, James Bond or Indiana Jones, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie does that. It starts at the end of a previous adventure that they mm-hmm. fail. It's like mid previous adventure. Yeah. yeah. They like have to bail out and leave. So we. See See, right off, our introduction is okay. These guys are bad, or they pissed no. off this village. Because to me, one of the interesting things. I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, Ian. But it's okay. What's interesting to me about the movie is that it's not. Which I am on the fence about if I enjoyed it or not. Anyway, I enjoyed <laughs> lots of things about. I it. suspect a lot of people will. I enjoyed be. lots of things about, it, but it doesn't have like horror movie music or right. like stings or whatever. Right. It's not like it feels like a comedy. It could be a comedy. It could yeah. be like a drama. I think it is it's kind of a naturalistic. dark comedy. I think it's meant to be a dark comedy. Yeah, and so like for like the first like acts, I was like, is he like a good guy? I right. mean, I knew because I watched it on like a horror like service or something. I was like, oh, it's probably oh, funny. not. That's weird. But like, uh, you know, I was just like, maybe they're like being chased out like unfairly. Maybe it's like a corrupt priest. I don't know. You know? Who knows? So I wasn't like definitely they're bad at first until... They kill the gardener. Then I was like, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. yeah, so Borgman then Poor shows gardener. up. I yeah. know. Borgman God. shows up at this rich family. The, the husband is mean to him, throws him out. The wife is like, we're looking for a gardener. He kills the old gardener, replaces too. the gardener. Fuck that guy. And then they yeah. slowly just kind of take <laughs> over the family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the husband's a dick. Yeah. But that's the thing. Everybody in this family is kind of a piece of trash. Right, yeah. That was one of the <laughs> things, yeah, like... Uh, did you like some of the stuff you were telling me about or I don't know maybe I read, like yeah that it's like they're all assholes right in it yeah and they're all know, monsters that's what I was thinking about at the very end I was like man do I even care what happens I don't like any of these people like I'm like well what's the kids the were the kids but then the girl the little yeah. girl fucking whoosh, that guy's head so I'm like yeah but she had already been like turned by him put the weird thing in their back that was yeah. pre the back but that was really? post hypnosis yeah ah. she was hypnotized. which by the way like Borgman has that on his back too yeah. Does that mean that Borgman right. is not himself some kind of demon being creature? Exactly. He has also been that hypnotized. That was my theory. And he is like just yeah. putting, some, you know, just exactly doing the will of whatever. The will of the demon. I think uh, somebody somebody in, uh, let's see. What were those things? Like, could you guys figure out what those are like little X's that they're, oh, I don't know. What was happening in that movie? <laughs> what is happening in this movie? The reason I'm so heavy on the demon thing is because, again, we open with the priest. Yeah. They're underground. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're underground, like, hell style. Like I, That's true. I thought he was, like, a, a woodland, like, nymph creature because <laughs> he's in the woods at the beginning and they go back to the woods at the end. And I was like, is this mm-hmm. some, like, environmentalist message or something where they're, like, well, you know, uh, like... 
we should all be going back to the woods or something but he doesn't like burn the house down at the end so maybe right yeah well and they like dig up the pool to hide all the bodies and then just put it back dirt all over it it's amazing Uh, uh, the images in this movie are so the good. best body disposal exactly. of yeah. all the images of like time. There's no good reason necessarily for that body disposal. It just looks amazing. It just looks amazing. Yeah, and then also plant like that. They look yeah. like plants when they're yeah. underground. So it's like, hey, that's a woodland creature right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Nature. Yeah. Hey. Patron. Yeah. Patron Daniel. Another Daniel. That's uh, my name. Ray oh. says. Uh, uh, oh, Daniel Ray says. I loved a lot of the images. In the beginning of the film, when Borgman and his followers are all sleeping in the ground, <laughs> at first I thought that maybe they were vampires. I'm mm. curious as to what this represented. It's almost like they're a cancer upon the earth. Mm. Cool. And I, I cut this cool. out. But he also, I think, mentioned the, the bucket head disposal yeah, of people. Right. I love it. But it's, they move. One thing that there's almost no... What, one of the problems I almost have with the movie is there's almost no conflict for Borgman. Like, other than that one person refusing him. Like, he understands the system of this world yeah. so perfectly and it works the plan works perfectly for him yeah with no hiccups at all that i'm like maybe he's not a cancer maybe he's like well, a, you know a like a being of like good for whatever the earth or, or some evil well evil but like to us evil but like you know to like right the nature nature or something like that it's like you know like is godzilla evil i don't know you know maybe no. godzilla's more powerful force than of nature and, exactly God, godzilla's a great is dude. a hurricane evil you know good no. guy godzilla good guy godzilla yeah he's uh, a bro we'll definitely get into uh that in a second too because <laughs> um yeah i think the fallibility of, of Borgman and his cohorts is very interesting to me. Yeah. Whether or not they're dis- indestructible or what. Mm-hmm. But I, I think definitely uh, a few a few patrons had similar thoughts. Let me, let me read some of these. Uh, Dominic Barlow says, here's a Borgman anecdote of mine. I saw it at the 2013 Sydney Film Festival in a packed multiplex cinema. At the end credits, as the end credits rolled, an old man sitting to my right leaned over to me and whispered with Herzog-level Herzog gravitas, <laughs> What evil lurks in the hearts of man? And then he laughed and walked off. <laughs> and burst in a smoke. I just felt like sated. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's so funny to that, me. Oh my god. Um... I would pay money to have that encounter. Isn't that, that is so good. Amazing. <laughs> what evil Let's... lurks? He just laughs and walks away. Herzog He's like a marketing person yeah, for the movie. He just goes into screenings. And, he is Borgman. And freaks people out. Uh, <laughs> this one's long but good, and I think uh, kind of echoes what we were just talking about. Matt Hastings says, My interpretation of the film was quite simple, but also extremely complicated. The main through line seems to be that if you invite evil in, it will destroy you. Borgman and his crew are obvious, a- obviously agents of mayhem, but I'm not sure if it all stems from sexual place or if that's just part of it. Pascal uses sex to bewitch the nanny, and Borgman uses the temptation of sex to drive Marina to murder. There's more than that, though. He messes with her dreams to drive her and her husband apart. I believe their relationship was already bad, and that the movie is an elaborate illustration of what can happen if you don't deal with your problems properly. Lastly, I have to believe that the creator of this film used Fuseli's painting Nightmare as an inspiration for the film. The scenes of Borgman sitting over Marina while she slept are the spitting image of that painting, which is, is that, true. Is that painting that one where like the like messed up horse and that little monster on the chest? Um, yeah, it's like I little, also uh, like uh, uh, Incubus. Yeah. Just to kind of build on that though, like when she invites Borgman in, it's 
out of like pity because he gets beat up by the husband. Yeah. yeah. So, exactly. you know, is, is she really inviting evil in at that point? Also, or is pity evil if you're like pity also, him for, for being beat up? Like, uh, there's all these innocent bystanders that get killed. Like, how's the doctor or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. how is that guy like inviting evil in? Like, I mean, I know? think, well, I think it's, it's, that's an example of the radiative. Well, the, the, he's the, part like, of the, the, the no, ripples, not the gardener, the, the doctor. The ripples going out. You're the doctor, the, the women that oh, Hartman yeah, yeah, has, yeah, like, yeah. goes and They just shoot him in the yeah, head. Yeah. I think it's like, if you make the, if you make the choice, I mean, like, removing, like, pretending Borgman and his people aren't human beings, but just, like, an attitude. Right. Like. <laughs> There's a rude, cool, rude two dudes, like. Yeah. A lot of dude, yeah. If you're, if you're. If you're letting in that kind of like negativity, it's going to spiral out toward parts of the community. And I think maybe mm-hmm. that could be part of that. One weird thing, like I was thinking today, like I was talking to somebody like about how have you ever had somebody that you like help them out and then they kind of like keep asking for more. Right. Like it like it's almost like you should never have let them in. Like, yeah, it's like a wolf, the wolf of the door or whatever, like idea where you just like someone asks for help and you think you're being helpful. And then it's like almost like saying that that's a bad thing. Borgman, you know? Like, her having pity for him is, like, or empathy for him was, like, a negative thing. She should be like, fuck you. Like, well, the first woman, she's like, get the fuck out. I, I, I think the question there becomes, what are her motivations? Like, is she doing it because she really cares about this human being? Right. Or because she Ooh. thinks, like, it's in her class? Like, her station she's denotes that to. she should take pity on this? Because there's that she sees she as says lesser. she says, like, after she's been hypnotized a little bit. Like, we're wealthy and, like, we should be punished for it or whatever, you know? I also want to talk about Borgman's motivations because he takes the nanny and the children away at the end. Is he saving them? Is he using them? Because the... using them because, like, all those people are, like, they have... His, like, helpers have the same back thing and the same... For sure, but... But so does he. But but, but also from maybe his perspective, like, they were all victims because, you know, the the mom treats the woman like shit. Yeah. The kids are living in a a house where the parents are, you know, the dad is, like, has abusive tendencies. I have a perfect... I have a perfect... uh, Patron quote for this, actually. Uh, Morgan Mahala says, Borgman is certainly a thought-provoking film. A question that I could not escape was, who is Borgman? An interesting thought (laughs) that I had was he is not actually the villain. The family is rife with malice, Richard attacking Borgman at the request for help, racism, Richard lying to and being upset with the black applicant, conniving slash greed, Richard's alleged alleged sneaky dealings at work, adultery, Marina trying to seduce Borgman in the house, cold disregard, Marina being cruel to Stina mm-hmm. or Stina in every scene, mm-hmm. a little love or care and and little love or care for the children. There's ten all other of applicants this, that would take your place at right, any moment or whatever. Right. All of this is largely without influence from Borgman. Borgman seems more like an extension of Marina's dark desires than an independent force of evil. My overall takeaway was mm. that we reap what we sow. So yeah, and he takes him away into the forest to live happily ever after. Right, <laughs> so, killing other families. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other families. <laughs> I love how eager like the that. like blonde like child was. Which, by the way, what was the white child like tale he tells the kids? Like, I didn't follow that. What was? Oh. What did he say? Yeah, I like the remember. white boy in the clouds. Or yeah, something. he's oh, telling a story yeah. to the kids. It's in two parts, and then I was like, I can't follow this. Yeah, I don't remember the the specifics actually. Sorry, yeah. but yeah, I remember it being kind of just like. Oh, don't 
I remember like, the end. There was like a beast, and like the kid had been eaten by the beast, and a woman yeah. stands up and is like, "Is none of you brave enough to take my child so that she can have a proper burial?" And then like a crippled man says, "I will do it." Yeah. And that was like the end of the story or something. I don't remember what happened then. I think get interrupted maybe. Hmm. Hmm. It's weird. I rented it on uh, PlayStation. Oh really? Because like Amazon, it was like, oh, you need to download an app to be able to rent this even. So I was like, oh, what? this is weird. So it's I rented Hulu, it apparently too. I rented it oh. on PlayStation, but to have to its subtitles, but it also had closed captioning. <laughs> couldn't turn closed captioning off, so it would be like They're slightly different. So it would be like dog barks, <laughs> <laughs> birds chirping. You're like, wow, this is very artful. Over, the, yeah, like that's how it started though. So I was like, is this? Because I didn't know. Is part of it. I was yeah. I was like, is this like? Yeah. You never know. Yeah, with the weird stuff. I was like, I, I was like, when, I was like, going to describe the the sounds with like <laughs> good text. Hey man, that'd be rad. I would have been down. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is different. Like to go with that quote, like he always responds to her request. Like she has right. to ask for, it, and she often like refuses her when she's like, do this. He's like, no, I can't do that. Yeah, but then he's like, but he's still manipulating her into those situations though. Yeah. So and also yeah, clearly. It's... People don't have free will around him necessarily. So. It's a very weird thing because it it does raise the question of who is influencing whom. Like, yeah. is he influencing them? Like, is he putting this kind of evil into them? Or is he just being fed by or responding to oh. their evil? Yeah, because whenever he's walking by the houses at the beginning, like in the first woman, like, turns him away, he goes and sees the house and he, like, looks up and sees the wife in the window and he, like, there's a second one, like, looks at her and he's like, you know, like he like kind of nods or something. Yeah. And like, um, not nods, but like thinks and like he goes and I took that as like, oh, he's like, I can use her mm-hmm. to get into this house because I can say the thing he eventually says about like, you know, right. I know your wife or whatever to upset the husband. But maybe he was just noticed, like realizing that there's evil in here. Or something like yeah. That, you know? Yeah. Whoever said like letting the evil in. I, I do think that that scene is extremely important and extremely telling when the when the first woman sends him away. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is and she's so matter of fact very she's like, important scene. She's like, no fucking way, get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was good. And it's it's interesting because like maybe because she seems very brusque and like cruel maybe, but right. And you feel kind of bad for him because he has to go to that gas station bathroom yeah. before, and he looks all like homeless looking. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, uh, you know, you feel bad, but then it's like, no, she was smart. She was right. Yeah. You know? And it's it's funny because he definitely takes advantage of kindness too. Yeah, like definitely. he he overstays his welcome. He takes advantage of all the facilities. You mm-hmm. know, like he oversteps his bounds. It was yeah. so weird. But the... you don't know if that's intentional to like push the husband or what. It was so interesting though. Like it starts where he gets there. I thought it was gonna be some journey movie where he's gonna go on and oh, on. Oh yeah, on. yeah. And he just like stops at his house and this is there. The rest of the movie is yeah. there. I was like, oh. Uh. Calvin Delaney uh, br- brings up an interesting question. He says, Edward Scissorhands, uh, I feel like it's a very much a different spin of the fairy tale kind of like Beauty and the Beast, where the man with scissors for hands is the beast, and, you know, Kim is the is beauty. Right. Uh, but the evil in that movie is society more than anything else, mm-hmm. making Edward out to look evil. Right. So do we think, like, society being the villain is a common theme in fairy tales a lot. Is society the villain in Borgman? Is, like... Is 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 that like woman turning him away and then the husband beating the crap out of Borgman and like is that is that making a like statement affluent. about yeah about like ri- the rich well, yeah like the rich now it's like he feels like he has to defend his wife because then Borgman says the thing about like he was defending your honor or he's defending you he's trying to protect you is what he right, said yeah. like and that's to be applauded or whatever and like so maybe you know it's these like social things that 
he's supposed to beat this guy up because it says about his wife and like then also that they're rich so supposed to help him out like using these social i don't know yeah and then also, but then like so rich also by the way yeah they're so rich oh they're very rich yeah but then like even 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 statements like that where borgman is if you're looking at face value he's just saying oh he, he's doing his duty he's meant to protect you whatever right, but, it's but then you, it's manipulative it's yeah. like is he saying that to drive a wedge you know the coolest thing to me is because the first time i saw this i've seen this movie a few times and the first time i saw this movie you know, you expect him to have sex with her eventually, mm. but he never does. Right. He doesn't care. I didn't, like, get that impression that much. I didn't, like, feel, like, too much, like... Well, just because she wants it so much. Right. And, like, I-, I was thinking that he was using her and making her want that to drive a wedge between them, but... Yeah. I thought maybe he was trying to take over the family, but he, I- he didn't have- give me, like, a sexual vibe. You yeah. Know? I wasn't, like, feeling like, oh, he's a fucking horny dude. Like, you know? No, I never- I didn't think that he was, like, necessarily, yeah, like, driven by that, but, right. like... One expects that he would take... I know. I mean, I want to talk about my favorite moment in this film. Is it the end? It's it's the end when he when it's he a, has... But, like, sex sex is very, like, emotional, and he doesn't he really emotion. show yeah. a lot of emotion. Yeah. My favorite moment, and the other possible uh, theme for yeah, this episode... I want to talk to you about that moment, was, too. ...was it's all in a look. Right. So, like, to me, this this movie is so powerful because basically, like, there's, like, a nuclear bomb contained in one look and it's when borgman is looking down at the two yeah glasses of wine and he, if that was a look you were talking he about. forgets for a second which one he put the poison in but yeah. that's my question like that's what i thought i didn't think that i mean i'm sure that it is that he forgot what did you think it was but i was like curious i was like was he planning to like kill himself you know oh. and then that's why he did the swap hands thing it was probably just that he forgot but like I thought for a moment that he was like that he's imprisoned in this Borgman persona that he is kind of like oh, wow. hypnotized. He doesn't want to be doing this either. I so he like had there. a moment, Terry and, like strength moment there where he almost could kill himself. Yeah, but then exactly. Then he can't. Yeah, oh, that's cool. exactly. Because then he Whoa. kisses her, and I yeah. was like, maybe he really did have affection for her. Like he's like, because he didn't need to kiss her at all. She right. already drinking the wine. Right. And so like maybe he was like, you know, I don't know. That's what I was wondering about. I was like, is that what that was? That's what was very that? interesting. I, like I didn't. That. that wasn't my read at all. That's very it's interesting. Cool. Really so why cool. did you think then that he forgot? What's my the significance read, of him forgetting? To me, the significance of him forgetting is, oh, because up until that movie, like, because I'm very willing, like, my general read on, like, Cormac McCarthy novels or, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, No Country for Old Men. Like, mm-hmm. This is a perfect example. I think that, like, these people are less people and more kind of just forces, like, Borgman isn't a man, he's just evil. Right. Or this agent of change and manipulation, you know? He's right. an incubus right. or something. And uh, not maybe not literally, but he's this force. And the the interesting moment there, to me, if he if it is just he... For, I love your read of it, too. But if he is just, oh, crap, which one did I put the poison in? That, to me, is like, oh, this guy can be killed. Right. This guy can be stopped. Right. There's for sure, and that ties into the beginning, too, yeah. because he was... Yeah, he, he ran a moment of weakness. Yeah, if he if he couldn't be killed, he would just like wait there, and right. kill them, or right. go up and kill them. Like he fled right. and yeah. had a full on escape, and failed, theoretically. escape hatch, yeah. uh, smoke, all the smoke. Like so, he is vulnerable. And yeah, they spike the egg, so it's like he has to eat. Also, yeah, you know, he has weaknesses. Yeah, and I mean, in no in no country for old men, uh, you know, Shigur almost seems like this unstoppable force of nature. Right. And then at the end, there's the car accident, and he breaks his arm, you know? Yeah. And it's that's straight out of the book, too. And it's just like, oh, it's showing, like, 
okay, Tommy Lee Jones might be outmoded here because right. like good older men, you know, like can't withstand this new evil. So mm-hmm. it's a younger man's world maybe, yeah. but like yeah. it can be destroyed. Right. Something can destroy, even if it's just chance or whatever. Yeah. You know? Even though I do kind of view, especially in Blood Meridian, but like I think a lot of Cormac McCarthy's characters are more just forces of nature or like feelings or archetypes than human beings. Mm-hmm. But uh, like No Country for Old Men to me is evil, good, and then humans. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. And I think this movie is kind of like that too, where it's Borgman is. Like yeah, like like the patron said, like you you invite them in, and once you've opened that up, uh, it just spirals out and starts destroying everything. And then all the people he manipulates, like they're they're humans, then or yeah. like or the people he kills are humans. Yeah, or, like you're, not the you're people, like the, the being spouses, polluted. But, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. Yeah, the scar stuff too. We haven't talked about it too much. Yeah. yeah. Thought that was that's Wait, very that interesting. Like removing the soul or something. What is yeah. that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if unless there's some kind of like cultural was it an X or a cross. It was all like it was an X. And it wasn't an, like a... he had an X on him. He yeah, did, but they just said it was a straight line. He also had the straight Once line. Once it was removed, like yeah, the, the I think husband it's like had both. an X like before it was finished or something. Yeah, because then is that what the guy was taking off the kids? Like whenever there's like one of the last scenes with the back things putting these like it looks like the X's like yeah. So I don't know what they are, but. Yeah, that's it's it's very interesting to me unless there's some kind of cultural thing, and I've kind of intentionally not like read up on the background on that right. just because I was probably like, got to read the uh, time so time comics. Yeah, yeah. there's probably into, like canon novels. Yeah, they'll go into all that. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Or play the Borgman video game. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> I heard the game is a is a prequel actually. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. about how he gets his Borg ex. Man. Yeah. Borg man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all like, like what's that? What's that? Far Cry like dragon, <laughs> blood dragon, blood dragon. It's yeah. all like that style, like oh, VHS, man. like neon. Yeah, like, exactly. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, can humans win in this or in no in no country for old men? Like, well, do we stand a chance? Do normal people? Can you stand up against this kind of like do. unstoppable force? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I think so. But also in this, it's so confusing because he's not. You know, he's not like trying to destroy the world right. exactly. He's trying to destroy this one family, which I don't know. It's like a. I mean, he's like a virus man. He's something. like a, he's like a famine. <clears throat> he just kind of breezes through town, and then you'll never see him again. Like, well, he killed a bunch of yeah. old people and kids because they all got the flu, and now he's gone. Like, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, it is very interesting though because like the one thing that it does seem to to state is that whatever Borgman and his people are. It, it, they grow, they propagate because he 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 leaves this situation with three new members four, of his ranks, four. three kids, four. And oh yeah, three Stina. kids and Stina. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it, they're definitely like a posse that's right. growing. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, we talked about this in the in the magical realism episode last month, but like I love the stuff where it's like, are those dudes the dogs? Are those dogs those yeah. dudes? And like, she what's going on? She even says she that even does it. She's, she's like, like Camille. Or Camille? Yeah. Is that you? And then he walks in and he's like, what are you talking? And about? then Dog you're for? like. What is the deal with the dogs? Right. Because so I guess he just they has, don't come back. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those the Pascal and, and whatever his friend's name. But they I'm, were the dogs. I'm pretty sure they were the dogs. What? That's what's weird about this movie. Another thing that's infuriating about it, like because I was kind of annoyed with it in lots of ways. That like it introduces all these interesting things and then just keeps introducing them, like other ones, other ones, other ones. It's not like it's not. It almost feels like it's not like doing it for a purpose. It's almost like it's just like. A constant game of like one-upsmanship of itself, <laughs> you know. Like it's not leading anywhere. 
Well, it's that, just kind of like throwing more and more shit out at you. That segues perfectly into our next topic. Yeah. Does there have to be a point? Does there mm. have to be a lesson in a fairy tale? Immediately when the movie ended, right. I was pissed. Yeah, exactly. For five seconds. Yeah. Five pissed. Se- angry. And I was like, come, dude. Yeah, come exactly. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And then, like, chill out, turn it off. <clears throat> I think about quite... it for like a minute or two. I'm like, all right, it's pretty sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's definitely a movie I feel like on a rewatch I would like a lot. But like whenever it's like 10 minutes left, I was like, oh, it's not going to go anywhere not, past yeah. this. <laughs> it's like, not oh, great. Yeah. The only reason I was pissed is because I, I asked myself exactly that right when it ended. I was like, what was the point? Right. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's not immediately, you know. To You're me, not immediately going to get that answer in a movie like this. You got to think me, about to it. To me, like process it. Movies like this, because of my like absurdist, you know, what people call nihilist, like life philosophy. You know, like I love stuff like this. Makes me so happy because I feel like seen. You know, <laughs> it's your right. comfort zone. It's my comfort zone because I live in this realm. But like right. movies like this, to me, where the point isn't immediately obvious mm-hmm. uh, or is nebulous, and maybe mm-hmm. is like up to you to define for mm-hmm. yourself. Those are the films that I love the most because they can be the most powerful because they're not just saying like, oh, love is the answer. You know, it's saying yeah. it's saying like, hey, life isn't easy and doesn't make sense. Right. And like it's full of weird stuff. And if you make bad choices, you know, Borgman's going to show Borgman's up. Borgman's coming. He's, he's the boogeyman. He's going to kill the gardener and like just steal story. your kids. Yeah. I mean, that this Borgman. movie was marketed Borgman. as a dark modern Borgman. 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 Uh, fairy tale. You know, right. so it's like a darkly comic modern fairy tale, I think is like the right. the kind of tagline on the poster, if I recall, something mm-hmm. to that effect. Yeah. So it's like they were very intentional about that kind of thing. Yeah. This is a modern boogeyman showing up. But what I love about it is, yeah, is that it's it's got so many different ins and outs. Is mm-hmm. it? just human nature like are they doing it to themselves or is it this external evil? and that's a that's a strength that i that i give the, the movie credit for because sometimes when i do see see these ambiguous films that are intentionally cryptic and they withhold information and there is no right or wrong answer and it is up mm-hmm. to you sometimes when i think about them i'm like i don't i don't get it i don't get there yeah but this movie had so many interesting elements i was like okay you know he's kind of a demon and Maybe it's like no. to tie it back to War on Everyone. Coming in. A, in a, <laughs> Which nobody's seen but you. And there's a part in War on Everyone where he says like a story and then the other character's like, what was the point of that story? And then he's like, it's, there's no point. It's a Zen Cohen. You're supposed to just ponder it. Ah, and so like maybe like Borgman those. is like that, you know? Yeah. Just supposed to ponder. You're supposed to be like, what the what? It's supposed to kind of just get under your skin. Yeah. That being said, I don't like that. You I'm don't like, like that? No, one of the point. I'm very comfortable <laughs> living in that area. Yeah. Like I'm I don't want to. 100% point. in the middle. But I like yeah. it. I like we I represent like everybody right exactly. here. There's a movie. <laughs> I like both. It all a, depends. It all depends. I recommend to you though. Then have you ever seen the movie Songs from the Second Floor? No. It's just a wonderful movie. I don't know if I should describe it very much. So, I'm sold. Okay. Sold. <laughs> Great title. So this guy Roy Anderson, he's like Swedish. I don't know. Have you ever heard of that movie A Pigeon? Fucking what's it called? Mm, I, I can't remember know. the name. of it. I'm so sorry. That I don't know the name of it. Uh, anyway. This guy is Swedish. He made two movies in the 70s, and then he stopped making movies for like 25 years and became a commercial director. Ah, and he came back with this movie called Songs on the Second Floor in the year like 2000. It's sort of about like, it's like an apocalyptic movie a little bit. Every scene is one take. The camera doesn't move, but for once. It's Whoa. just this like very proscenium thing. All the actors are um, like not non-actors. Okay. Uh, 
they set up the shot, then they'd build the set around where the camera was going to be. Whoa. It's like they would shoot whatever, like 60, 70 takes of every scene. It's like very specific. It's just like. It's just like people. It's very hard to describe. That but, sounds uh, awesome. It has like some magical elements to it. And I thought, is that a fairy tale? One of us. That's why I thought of it. Wow. Was for this. I was like, is it? But it kind of is. It kind of isn't. And uh, anyway, that, that which, reminds me of um, what is that? Dogville. Dog. What's the Lars von Trier one where the the, the yeah. town is just a layout on the floor? Right. Yeah. Dogville. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either. Oh, okay. I kind of want to. But this is like its whole. Weird. It's like a. It's like a style that's like not in movies. It's like its own style too cool it's very cool songs from the second floor yeah sounds cool it's awesome we'll have to check that out oh a pigeon who sat on a branch reflecting on its own existence i think is the name of the movie that's on netflix that's a long also. title that sounds right up my alley that movie is the third in a trilogy that songs <laughs> the second floor is the first of oh and he's taken it takes him like seven years to make each of the, these movies oh so he made songs first and then pigeon so lucas situation right and then about yeah. seven eight years later makes the second one which is called we the living and then about seven eight years later made a pigeon oh he went in order though one two three or he uh, went three two one they're not like exactly like narratives oh, that connect. Yeah. they're just kind of like similar <laughs> thematically but uh it's cool. gonna make me ask the question because there's a ghost element in songs on the second floor are ghost stories fairy tales yeah, I think they can yeah, be. Ghost. You know, like what is what Cruise isn't a fairy tale? What Cruise is what isn't a fairy tale? Fairy tale. What isn't a fairy tale? Yeah, are vampires fairy tales? Like, is there is that mythology? I think, I think is like ghost the, religion. Are they slightly? But fairy tales are religious. Elements? Well, here, uh, patron Morgan Mahala says that Borgman is difficult to define. Fairy tales for grown-ups seems to fit the bill, except for one important point: that <gasps> that is Borgman is missing a moral or a lesson. Mm. That is the traditional staple of a fairy tale. After a great deal of thought and analysis, you may be able to discern a moral, but this opposes the point of a fairy tale, which is to be generally relatable. I think that that is a general uh, yeah. kind of consensus about fairy tales. And I supposed think, to be really clear, kind of. Yeah, what the meaning yeah. Is. Like it's, it's supposed to be like almost. a morality tale. Yeah. Of like of like, don't go in the woods, or the witch will get you. Is really just teaching your kids, hey, the woods are dangerous. Don't go in the woods. Right. Kind of want to go back to to it. Like, was the wife really evil? Was she asking she for felt it? So I feel like he, like, the dream yeah, t- like he, he I feel like his direct. Dream, I think he's definitely like he like he's made her, her so he's directly. He's definitely like make. I don't think she's like a great person, but then who among us is right? You know? And also, it's like, what does he want? Because he takes the kids, but does he want the kids? Because he doesn't want the house. He doesn't want their money. He doesn't want her. He doesn't yeah. want the husband. Yeah, he doesn't want any. Like, what does yeah. he want? What is he doing? Why to is me, he doing any of this, Ian? To me, to me, why did you like, even watch this movie? I know. <laughs> Here's the thing. I love this movie because it makes it makes you ah, uncomfortable. Ah, just throw the water. It makes you uncomfortable <laughs> because you want it to be like the simplest answer to this movie. Right. Is Borgman is evil. I wanted to Full be like. Stop. I know that you're a fan of the movie Get Out. I have seen Get Out since we last spoke. Good. I wanted it to be like that movie is so good. And was, so different. And one of the reasons is because it's similar in that it's sort of like mysterious at first. Yeah. And I mean, you kind of know from trailers or whatever basically what is going on. But like, yeah. if you didn't, it's mysterious at first. But then third act, bam, explain stuff that we're yeah. now in a new adventure. Yeah. You see, you know, the third act, it's like now we're going to live in this sandbox for a little while or play yeah. in the sand. But like Borgman is the whole movie is just that. And then it doesn't even end with exposition. It ends with like, meh. 
I don't know what it is. I don't think it ends with meh. I think it ends with like. But it doesn't end with. It doesn't like then he finally explains something to you. It just never does. Sometimes my brain, because I watch so many movies and shows and games that are linear narratives, sometimes my brain enjoys and this is why i came around to borgman within mm-hmm. one minute mm-hmm. yeah. sometimes my brain enjoys thinking right what the hell yeah you know what like trying like, to uh... decipher it and knowing you know not getting frustrated that i'm seeing it wrong or i i yeah. am wrong or that there is you know what is the answer what is the right answer it's like yeah. like you know let me just vice. think about it my my own way kind of put the puzzle together in my brain yeah because yeah. like did you see the movie inherent vice yes. yeah yeah and you're like kind of like i don't know what it's like you're kind of not fever supposed dream to care. it's a fever dream yeah you're not exactly supposed to care you're just supposed to kind of like experience it yeah and it's like Meh, the, okay. whole, the whole time i, see, I, I didn't like i didn't like inherent vice the whole time i was watching inherent vice i was just thinking yeah i would rather be watching the big lebowski right now <laughs> yeah inherent but, vice though not pt anderson's best movie no but an undeniable unique feeling but i read but it it, it feels weird but i then read uh the crying of lot 49 like another thomas pinchon book and like it's very much like what inherent vice is like where you're just like why what do i care just stoner stoner druggy going through it wasn't yeah crying a lot 49 wasn't like stoners but it was like just like Random details, unnecessary threads that don't resolve it, and has I mean, no like, ultimate point. Feels Bukowski like Bukowski and that all that kind of stuff is yeah. just kind of about that. Yeah, just sort of like here's a day in the life, you know. Like a big thing about the Crying of Lot Forty Nine, it's like really about which is a Thomas Pinchon book. It's like really about like the post office and like the postal service and like is it the government trying to control us through the postage? You're just like what? <laughs> Who cares? It's like probably not. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Beaumont brought up uh, is the person who brought up Hayao Miyazaki films, uh, just mentioning that they deal with very fa- fairy tale kind of stuff like death, greed, jealousy, hardship, war. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I just found out who said that earlier. Um, kind of along these lines, though, about like having a point and and stuff. Like a lot of fairy tales are really dark. This certainly yeah. is dark. And uh, Grimm's fairy tales, like are if you read the original ones right real messed up and like by today's standards it's like whoa i would never oh, read that right. to my kids yeah uh we've got a this bear with me here this is a little longer one but right. I, I think it sets up this topic really well liana alexandru says in relation to the darkness present in these stories the happy endings are actually as some may know a pretty modern invention as most of them didn't even deal with fairyland Fairy tales of the past were often full of macabre and gruesome twists and endings. Disney has certainly a ma- had a major role in adapting them for a modern audience that may be unable to cope with some of the subjects that we can find uh, in original versions. Numerous fairy tales and the legends behind them are actually watered-down versions of uncomfortable historical events. Mm. Um, I'm, I've cut out some stuff here, but... Uh, like the Grim, uh, brothers Grimm had to provide lighter interpretations of these factual incidents in order to actually sell their books. So that's why a lot of metaphors and symbols are used in place of actual gruesome characters and happenings. Though mm-hmm. nowadays, even these versions are too dark for younger audiences. I guess one reason is that fairy tales always held a fascination for both adults and children and were a tool to provide some harsh life lessons, which a modern audience may not necessarily need anymore. That. Uh, she's referring to why fairy tales have evolved over time. Uh, fear is, in fact, a great motivator, and it shows in the morals of these original stories, not all of which 
have even slightly positive endings. And I think, like, not necessarily saying that Borgman has, like, a moral, hmm. but it definitely, you know, doesn't paint a pretty picture. It doesn't have right, a happy ending. It's not, ending. like, fun and happy. Right. Yeah. And it's saying, like, if you dance with the devil, the devil dances back. You mm. know, that kind of thing. Like, it's, it's very Jack interesting Nicholson to Nicholson should play Borgman. Oh, my Get God. Jack Nicholson in What there. a bizarre movie that would have been. Did you hear that thing, like, in the movie Tony Erdman? I have someone seen it, but... Uh, I recognize that. It's like a German movie that came out last year. Yeah. It's like supposed to be very good and yeah. very funny. And there's like some American remake where Jack Nicholson wants to come out of retirement just to get this. He like wants to make the oh, remake really? of this movie so bad. Yeah. Anyway. Whoa. It's like, a, uh, I don't need to get into what it is. It's very good. If you want to watch Tony Erdman, it's going to be, you're going to you love it? it. No, I haven't seen it. Is it, it on Netflix too? No, it's on Netflix. But it's on Netflix. But too. you will love it, I'm sure. It's yeah, like a three-hour-long comedy from Germany. It's supposed to be very good. <laughs> I feel like if your movie is not on Netflix, you'll fail. No, I feel like the mark of success <laughs> is that you didn't is need to go to Netflix. You didn't need to go on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> People wanted the Blu-ray. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but she won, the director of it won the Oscar in Germany, whatever. Oh, okay. I think. I don't know I mean, everything. yeah, I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I want to watch it. I know everything. Nobody said you know thing. everything. But anyway, I did to myself. <laughs> fairy tales being dark is like part of the Absolutely. their life force. It's part of their blood. Yeah, I think uh, Pan's Labyrinth, great example. It's like they're supposed to scare you into like remembering the moral more than right. like because what's the more like you know the like Disney version of Beauty and the Beast or whatever of like I don't know. It's like uh, it's called Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I was saying like it's just Disney's like Love Will Beauty Conquer All or whatever the moral that I would watched it in a long time, yeah, yeah. but like. It's like it doesn't stick with you the same as like necessarily being like, oh fuck! If I don't, if I go into the woods, then I'm gonna turn into like a right, demon. Right. Like, that's more, you know. Yeah, like in I these older, in these stick, older though. grim l- versions of fairy tales, like kids are getting eaten and like yeah. mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy stuff. I is read happening. some mm-hmm. like they have a uh, Barnes and Noble like a big thick yeah grim fairy tale book yeah mm-hmm. like some of those brutal yeah some of those are. Cr- crazy yeah mm-hmm. you're just like whoa yeah they, mm-hmm. they read like b-sides you're like you're like whoa this is a messed up version of the thing yeah. i've known my whole life and you're like yeah. oh no wait everything i've known my whole life is the cleaned up version of the mm-hmm. real right. deal mm-hmm. um yeah, but yeah. i hadn't seen it in a long time and i read the like a synopsis of it to try to f- refresh my memory it's like damn it's dark in there dude pan's labyrinth is I, I'm I'm looking forward to rewatching it because his other movies aren't even as dark as Pan's Labyrinth. Pan's like, Labyrinth, I haven't yeah. seen Crimson Peak, but it's, like it's Kronos good. and it's Devil's Backbone bad. aren't as dark as Pan's thing. Labyrinth. Love they have like happy Steven. endings. Kronos and Kronos kind of, I mean, kind of Kronos doesn't doesn't. But I haven't seen Kronos or Devil. I've been oh. afraid to watch Devil's or Backbone Kronos or the Orphanage is or whatever because so I'm so good. Too Kronos is like my favorite. It's really cool. Movie. Really? It's really really cool. It's like a vampire movie, kind of. It's awesome. It's about a machine that sucks your blood and then forces you to become and then you become immortal oh. but you have to drink blood in order to like i don't know not waste away it's, really it's cool. awesome interesting and there's a rich man who's looking for Ron him because he wants to live forever nice but uh, this like nice guy named like jesus ah has it by accident and he anyway it's very christian like catholic ah. movie. it's also awesome interesting not- we keep talking about Kronos. This is Welcome to Kronos Cast. This is a new podcast. I'm stuck yeah, in the that. middle of this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> Kronos <hype>. Cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of Pan's Labyrinth, BT Dubs, we'll just jump to this. That's the assignment film for next month. <gasps> Pan's Labyrinth. Because next month's theme 
is Guillermo be, del Toro. Is Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> well, I mean, he's going to come up, but uh, next month's theme is practical effects. Kronos would be another great example of yeah. practical effects. No digital effects in that movie. Okay. They got a little machine mechanism that they mm-hmm. built. Oh, with it's the so Kronos cool. Machine. It's like, Dude, I gotta watch Did you go to the the museum? No. His, his thing? Oh, they had like so all good. that stuff. So good. I saw his Twitter stuff. Oh, the rain room, dude. I didn't go. Good stuff. God, just uh, a lot of people mentioned uh, Night of the Hunter, Stardust, Tideland, Wrist Cutter, Freaky Fridays. I thought of Tideland also. And Inc. Fisher King is kind of an example. I it's haven't seen It's kind of like a meta those. fairy tale in a way, though, because yeah. it's like it's like more like he thinks he's in a fairy tale more than, you know? Which one is this? Fisher King? Fisher King. Yeah. Tideland's more like a real fairy tale-ish, but similar. Um, well, that's about all the time we've got, but uh, we'll do the quote challenge here. That's it. And then I we'll, thought I had uh, some other. Well, yeah. What do you want to say? Oh, I thought we were gonna talk about practical effects a little bit in terms of. That's next month. This baby. Is next month. You gotta wait. You wanna come back next month? To you talk gotta about wait. It? No. Yep. <laughs> no. I don't wanna drive to Venice yeah, again. No, <laughs> no, this is great, but it would be weird to have the same guest. That twice. is true. It would be weird. Practical effects. Practical you get no the matter what we're talking about, aliens. I disagree. Oh, yeah. So and get alien? ready. I disagree with I'm the idea ab- that it should always be practical effects. I'm talking about that. But apparently I'm not allowed to make, have these opinions alien. because you're not, you're not going to spoil your next podcast. Whatever. You can talk about it. No, We're not I'm afraid. I'm not going to just ramble by myself. Well, you don't want just practical? You want like Look, CG stuff too? I don't necessarily want CG but first of all, you just got everything in moderation. You got well, yeah. no, to use your all, CG with me, restraint. Tell me how you're going to make a wide shot well, with right. practical effects. First of all, watch right. Gremlins. Well, okay? matte painting. Yeah, exactly. A matte painting. How are you going to make any moving crowd without digital? Here's but the thing. Here's the thing. Easily. Crowd Barry engine. Linden. Crowd Boom. engine, fine. Well, no, with, with people. Those are with humans, then humanoids or whatever. No, but I'm I mean, saying like I'm if saying you want like, gremlins in like oh, a big okay, group, okay. then you right. gotta stop motion it if you're not gonna. Yeah, you know. But, well, dude, even Walking here. Dead, I feel like has like, uh, like. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, no, but even, even Walking Dead, <laughs> large, large crowds last season. Like oh, last season, last oh, season was sure. terrible. Nowadays, yes, but that was really cool. Like, look, the it's large. a problem look, that they use it for look, convenience sake. Now. Nobody's saying, <laughs> nobody's saying no to CG here. Nobody's yeah. saying no. There's no vendetta. God, like. All the compositing in Fury Road, all that's like yeah. compositing right. is everywhere, and we love it. Yeah, and like big crowds, yeah, not a problem. What I have a problem with is like Alien and Alien Covenant is like zipping all over the it's place, and looking really cheesy. It goes nothing yeah. like, like yeah. my theory about what CG is. It goes against that theory because I think you can use it for like a kids movie or something. Transformers, wanna, baby. I think if you, I'm pumped, right? I think yeah, it's give me lo- that CG. It's basically like, a cartoon. I feel like it's yeah. to lower the stakes of the action because it feels unrealistic. Right. But like, if you're making an alien movie, you want the stakes to be high. You don't right. want them to feel like there are no stakes. You want a sense. tall, skinny man in a tiny suit. That's terrifying. Yes, right. Exactly. Yes. You want to use fucking Cirque du Soleil to make that happen. And you and like not, you don't want CGI. Yeah. And yeah. you can't have too long of a shot. Or you start noticing how dumb the costume looks. Yeah. Right, exactly. So that makes it scarier because you're not showing the like monster used, very like much. Like they used to do. Like they used to do. <laughs> yeah. Before these kids had their CG. Or you do a slow pan back to Ripley Newt. Slow mm-hmm. pan. Why would you have Ripley that Newt. much money, though? Slow pan. God, Why would you have that much money and like make a fully CG? It's so stupid. Mark my words, Ian. We're going to talk about the Queen Alien on that episode for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Be ready. Uh, like how, how like I'll weird just, her I, head moves when she <laughs> rips herself out of the neck. I won't be on the podcast, but I'll listen to the next episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just promoting your podcast on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quote time. Quote, oh, yeah, quote, quote us, time. Uber. You want to go first? Okay, this, is a, this is like a conversation. All right. 
Do we'll it. see if we. Um, so the game here is he reads it, and uh, if you get it, hold until the other person gives up or has it. Mm, gotcha. uh, and all we need to do is say the name of the movie, and we're we're trying to pick quotes that are that are friendly from movies. Yeah, friendly movies that we're pretty sure we've seen. Friendly right. quote challenge. Give me one. You're not pulling some. Michael Moment. Haneke movie yeah, quote. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like, you're like, oh shit. And you quickly have to look yeah. again because you one, had funny games. Or this one was tough because there's so many quotes. Yeah. So I tried oh, to so go with. good quotes. I tried to go with something that. Uh, I tried to go with a part that I wasn't. Feel self-conscious of I've got mine now. ready if you go, don't You go. Okay. You go. I'm shy All right. about mine now. Oh, it's fine. Uh, I need a corporal. You're it until you're dead or I find someone better. Starship Troopers. All right. Hubert didn't follow the rules. Thank you. <laughs> oh, the rules. Did you Did you know it? No, I had to think about it. I was like, sorry. what is that? I know I've heard that. But. Sorry. I'm so I knew sorry. Hubert. I knew. Well, I knew Hubert. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Starship Troopers got me excited. I, yeah, I know. I picked it just because I thought you'd get it for sure. Speaking Ooh. of which, Starship Troopers, did you see how there's like that weird <laughs> animated sequel coming out? Wait, what? There's an animated sequel. It's going to be in theaters for one night. What? That is... Uh, has Casper Van Dien in it as a voice and Dina Meyer as a voice. And Dude, it's we gotta go. Written yeah. by Ed Niermeyer. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Who, Roughnecks. Who wrote Roughnecks. Starship Troopers. Ed yeah. Niermeyer wrote and wrote Robocop. Well, because yeah. Starship Troopers 2, straight, the 2 and 3, they have straight to DVD. Right. 2 that is, is terrible, but 3 head. So also, they are terrible, I've heard. 3 head Casper Van Dien, though. Trivia. He was in 3. Trivia about those movies, though. The first one was directed by Phil Tippett, who is the. <laughs> Puppet guy, I mean, not the, the stop motion guy that for Jurassic Park, and yeah. he's a big effects guy, yeah. anyway. Uh, all right, here we go. But it's like a see, it's like it's like the animation is like it's gonna be very good. It looks like almost like these a render engine, oh. like a video game or something for the movie, like they're hey, very man. low budget. No, I hey, saw, I'm I not saw Final it. Fantasy King's Glaive in theaters. Yes, I can well, withstand hey, anything. I just don't know how is the motion of the facial capture gonna work because they're gonna be very expressive. It's a movie, it's gonna be like Last of Us, Uncharted. Yeah, I'm Huge sure budget. it'll be that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it'll be like that. But yeah, Mitch and I, another friend from work that you probably know, don't know Mitch. <laughs> he's a was in a heavy metal band and uh, he does the 360 stuff. I'm just uh, like, like promoting. Nobody Mitch. cares about promoting Mitch, Mitch now. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, anyway, uh, Here we go. he he was like, let's, <laughs> this, this quotes for you, Mitch. He was like, let's go to. Uh, he's like, let's do it. Let's go. Just, to the hit me up. I'll go to it too. Okay. Hit us, Huber. All right, Mitch. I hope you're watching. <laughs> The 12-gauge auto-loader. That's Italian. You can go pump or auto. The 45 long slide with laser sighting. These are brand new. We just got them in. That's a good gun. Just touch the trigger. The beam comes out on. And you put the red dot where you want the bullet to go. You can't miss. Anything else? Phased plasma rifle in the 40-watt range. Hey, just what you see, pal. The Uzi 9mm. You know your weapons, buddy. Any of these in, uh, any of these is ideal for home defense. So, uh, what shall it be? All. I may close early today. There's a 15-day wait on the handguns, but the rifles you can take right now. Hey, you can't do that. Bang. Uh, I, definitely I have know seen this. this. Yeah, I definitely know this. You guys have God. seen this movie a hundred times. It's not aliens. God damn it. It's... Oh, uh, I bet I know which it is. Oh my yeah. god! Oh I my god! I, I'm a, I have a guess at least. It's so if it's what I'll I let you guys is, guess, then and then I'll give you another quote. If it's if it is what I think is, I'm gonna be so sad that we even questioned for a second like yeah. what it was. I can remember. Give us the other quote. 
Wait, I can't. Well, this if one, you guess is right, then is we it, won't oh, get the is other it, quote. It's the same movie, a different quote. Yeah, yeah. Same oh. movie, just an ad- another quote. Do it, baby. Yeah, do Cut. it. God, I know this movie. What is this? You go naked. Something about the field generated by a living organism. I was Nothing right. Nothing dead will go. I was right. What is it? I'm gonna kick myself. Oh, you're gonna oh, hate you're gonna yourself. Hate you I'm gonna so kick mad. myself. I know. Yeah. What is it? Terminator Two. Terminator One. Terminator oh, One. Terminator oh, One. Okay. I was gonna say Terminator Three just as a joke. Okay. All right. All right. But, all right. Because yeah. I I always love that's my like I always laugh out loud when he's buying the guns. Yeah. And he's like phased plasma rifle in the forty watt range. Hey, just what you see, pal. <laughs> the clerk doesn't even isn't even like what. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, yo, we don't have that. It's like, what are you from two hundred years in the future? Yeah. Like, not that far, but whatever. So good. You guys are too cool. I'm gonna, What's I gotta yours? get rid of my like. Uh, mine was a little emotional. I'm gonna. No, do it, dude. Let's get heavy, dude. Live your live your truth. Yeah, live your dreams. Live your truth, see if I can find Daniel. The other one that I think about. We're just gonna take a swig of Pelly. <laughs> uh. Hey, we don't judge emotions here. Mm-mm. We don't judge anything here except right. for Alien Covenant. I'll do it, but then I then I'll so do, okay. I'll do Alien Covenant's okay. Dude. I'll do Fast Bender's awesome. Less, that's less emotional, but I'll do the first one. I that's made emotional it. first. All right. The way it works is you do the thing you're scared shitless of, and you get the courage after you do it, not before you do it. Whoa! The girl next door. You're supposed to wait if sorry. you think you have the answer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's good because I've never seen that. Uh, no. Is that let what it give, is? No. Let me give you one more quote, and then you try to get it. Oh, okay. This isn't gonna be... Mm. Oh, God. I know this, dude! Okay, fine. I'll give you an easy one, but you still probably... Uh, you know what I think? You're stealing gold. That's what I think. We're fighting Saddam and dying, and you're stealing gold. That's like telling you the plot. Three of the kings. Movie, right? Three kings. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I was gonna say three kings. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to find the three one where he kings. describes. Dude, three kings is good. So yeah, three, three kings, kings is awesome. For my my friends, like eleventh birthday. Oh we yeah. We all went to the theater. His mom like sat five rows behind us. We took an entire row. Oh yeah. It's jolly. A little entourage in there for you. Three. <laughs> How old were you? It's an <laughs> R-rated movie, isn't it? Oh, hot. dude. Oh, we have time for a story. Oh, back, back off! I said that we saw no, Face yeah. Off in theaters. Yeah. Baby. Oh my god, yeah. Face Off is ridiculous. so <laughs> story. Tell so me. there's this movie called Jade with David Caruso. <laughs> okay. Jade is Extremely a very good, extremely adult. I've never seen it. Graphic violence, hardcore sexual content. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a it's like a species the, level sex movie. Yeah, right. I was like seven. <laughs> and my parents took me to this. Jesus. And my dad, like, and your dad still was staring you in the eyes dad, the whole time. <laughs> my dad still tells the story and jokes about it because he's like, yeah, kind of a jade situation. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah. Still remember the looks from the other uh, moviegoers. He's like, <laughs> and I just back staring off. <laughs> my parents down, like, what are you doing? You should be ashamed. Like, jade, jade. It's like seven in this movie. I remember, oh, I don't remember what movie it was, but it was like hard R. Mm-hmm. And this 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 mom had her kid with her. It was like six. It's like what are you? They doing? had to leave to go to the bathroom like six times. Yeah. I was just like, why are you here? <laughs> what is happening? And it was like hey, it's nighttime. Tough. Bigger parents probably. No, yeah, tough. I'm sure. I don't have a kid. I don't know. Maybe I want to go see yeah. some crazy hardcore movie and like you know just destroy their psyche by yeah. forcing yeah. them to watch it too. <laughs> you just can't get the little bastard out of there. You yeah. Can't. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Movies rule. Movies are the best. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, yeah. So for next month, uh, we'll we'll be at, we're always the second month 
of uh, second, second Friday, second fr- second month of the Friday, <laughs> second Friday of on every month. On the morrow. On the morrow. <laughs> uh, we do also do um, audio commentaries of the assignment films. Uh, Huber and I do those. Whoa. The Borgman commentary uh, because of E3, and then yeah. I'm going to be on vacation, so it's not going to happen until probably toward the end of June. Yeah. Where are you going to vacay? Ooh, got a little. I'm going home, sun, uh, some... and then I'm going to Chicago. Nice. Ooh, uh, yeah, but, the E3 priority. Yeah, E3 is just like kicked Borgman commentary to the curb. Yeah, Borgman. Sorry. sorry. Borgman. Yeah. Uh, but then we'll probably we'll probably just do Borgman and Pan's Labyrinth at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully those will come out before the next episode. But yeah, the next episode is about practical effects expect a lot of carpenter a lot of guillermo a lot of star wars a lot of queen alien a lot of queen aliens a lot of carpenter <laughs> a lot of uh, uh james cameron a lot of jason did voorhees you carpenter just say cronenberg carpenter cronenberg. a lot of cronenberg a lot of so much cronenberg fly all over the place oh my god existence even maybe rude <laughs> The Brood, Scanners, Reanimator, Videodrome. The next time someone is like, have you seen the movie? The Ma-? Like anyone asked that question, have you seen The Matrix? Like, nah, I want Existence. <laughs> I want Existence <laughs> and Equilibrium <laughs> on repeat. And Equilibrium. Yeah, equilibrium <laughs> thought It's pretty crime. much 80s science fiction. Yeah, uh, it's going to be whole. nuts. <laughs> We're going to talk about the They Live fight scene where they fight for like 30 straight <laughs> minutes. No Has nothing to do with practical effects. I just like it. It's yes. probably like I some blood, like, like some person off camera just threw some blood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. PA was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We should, do, we should do a, uh, an episode about longest fight scenes. Mm. What just, was the idea that we had for an John episode? John would be in there again. and the, uh, the protector, the like going up. Oh, yeah. Old I boy. I in a long time. The Ong Bak. Oh, yeah. The idea for another episode that we had was uh, whether or not we do this, who knows? But like... Uh, Movies that like happen at the same time, like Ants and Bugs Life. Oh yeah, <laughs> Deep, impact deep Impact and Armageddon. And Armageddon. <laughs> this is awesome. I yeah, love this I think idea. it's a funny idea for Usually, like movies that influence, like the other movies start to rip off. Like oh, how the yeah. Matrix, bringing back to the Matrix. Everyone did Wire work right after that. Yeah, movie Bullet for, like, Time. Years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Matrix One. Matrix One, dude, so good. I I I get like really depressed if someone doesn't like the Matrix One. There was someone I get, like pretty bummed, but someone at this like, party uh, like was like, I told you this like was like the in the kitchen. They were like, they mentioned a plot hole in the matrix. They never thought of. <gasps> oh yeah. Yeah. No, 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 say it, say it. It's Don't great. break this movie. It's great. Which, no, it didn't break it at it, all. It's but just I was interesting. Like, I was like, oh, okay. fuck, you're right. Here, which go. is Joe, Joey Pantoliano. He has to go in. He talks to the Smith about getting put back. The in ignorance the is bliss. Uh, the ignorance yeah. is bliss. Eating the steak. the steak. Who is manning that situation when he who is... Who plugged him in? Who plugged him in? Is he on another mission and then they're like, they'd watch him on a monitor what he's doing. They can see. They could see him talking they to him. Everyone was asleep. They, they need a see- control no, but person to who press plugs the him in? button. Tank always has nervous. to go... Brrr. You look very nervous right now. I'm nervous. <laughs> you look very <laughs> nervous. Can he plug himself in? I don't but know if Tank always has to hit, like, initiate. But what who if... Who knows? What if because Smith is involved... You don't have to initiate or do oh. something or wire into a place. What if because Smith I mean, is involved, he can be know. like, yo, we'll make a little well, training sure, room. If like, wishes were horses, right, we'd, exactly. be all, we'd all be yeah. eating steak. Exactly. You know? all right. <laughs> all right. Matrix 1. It's so old. <laughs> Matrix 1. Great stuff. If I had a million dollars, then I'd be able to, yeah. you know. Yeah. We could answer these questions. <laughs> yeah. We could talk to the Wachowskis and be like, ladies. <laughs> Yeah. The hell's going on Tell here? Us. I would just ask Explain them why, this. Are, why your movie's not very good anymore. That would be my question instead. Have you seen Jupiter Ascending? Yes, love it. I watched uh, the it first two ten times. Minutes. Love it. 
I watched it and I showed my wife the movie. Like, I was like, you gotta see this. I've seen it twice. <laughs> I loved it. It's not good. I love you it. Just You're wrong. loved it because you saw it with Don. Don and Kyle Bossman. Yeah. In a large format theater. Seeing a movie with Don is like seeing a movie with your dad. You're going like to love Christmas. it. I'll defend yeah. Cloud Atlas. You're going to have a great I'll time. I'll defend Cloud Atlas. I'll also defend Speed Cloud Racer. I'll defend Speed in. Racer as well. Just sort of. Defend it all. Hey, I'll defend sort of. Sense8. You I'll can def- defend everything. I'll defend 35 minutes or so of Speed Racer. But Sense8, mm, I'm not into it. I mean, it's not Got great, canceled. but I like what it represents. Right, Let's exactly. not bring up that I like wound. how queer it was. I love it. You like the idea of it. You like what it should be. Right. Yeah. Anyway, we're spiraling <laughs> we're here. We're bound. Let's just keep huh? this. I've never seen Bound. I've only seen the first half of Bound, but it's like really good. Uh-huh. I want to yeah. see Bound. Before the Matrix, it's what happened. You can't get too much success. This is Every- what happens to you. Everybody shut up. Blank checks. <laughs> blank they check. start giving blank checks out yeah. to these directors. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so go watch Pan's Labyrinth. Uh, check out the Hobbit. Check out the Hobbit. <laughs> Blank Jack really Jackson. Good. Really underrated. <laughs> Blank Jack Jackson directs the Hobbit. Blank Jack really, Jackson. really good Sunday afternoon film. Yeah, if you're doing something else in the summer with the windows open. <laughs> Blank Jack Jackson. While you're cooking. Blank Jack yeah. Jackson created Blank Jack Neil Blomkamp. Yeah. Yeah. And then the studios were like, uh. yeah, blank check Neil Blomkamp didn't get as many passes as blank check Peter Jackson does. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for watching or listening to Reaction Shots. Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Michael. Thank Absolutely. you for having uh, me. Michael, whoa. Michael, I know. I'm <laughs> like, what the hell? What happened? I think because I called him Daniel. Shut up. Everybody <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>